who were questioning their status because they, they were only daughters in the family and their father had died and who was going to inherit his portion of Eretz Yisrael which was very important Everybody, uh, the land of Israel was divided to you know, each member of the Jewish people and his part of Eretz Yisrael who was it going to go now so it says they stood before Moshe and before Eleazar the Kayan before the leaders of the Shvatim, the Chola Eida, and the whole community. Pesach Oil Mayed, they stood at the door, at the entrance to the Oil Mayed, Lamer, and this is what they said, and they presented their case. Brengtzich and Sifri, so the Sifri records a plukta in Empirisha Pasuk, a difference of opinion about what the Pasuk means. The question is, it says that they stood, they posed their question before Moshe, and then it's then before Elazar, and then before the Nasim, and then before the people. So the question is, if Moshe presented the question to Moshe, and he doesn't know the answer, Elazar Hayyadeya, so how is Elazar going to know that? And because the order is first Moshe, then Elazar, and the, you know, then the Nasim, so it went from top down if they asked Moshe why, and he didn't know, how would anybody else know? So it answers, You have to reverse the Pasuk, which means they asked Moshe after they had already asked Elazar, after they had already asked the Nesim, after they already had posed the question to all the people. So in other words, it's, uh, it goes that way. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Hanan on the other hand said, it, I gave a different answer. Beis HaMedrash Hayu they were all sitting in a base medrash, ubov They were all together, and they presented their case in front of everybody at the same time. Moshe was there, Eloza was there, the Nasiim were there, and they just presented it before everybody. The Zalba plucked the vedgebracht in Sifri The same difference of opinion about how it happened is brought in two other places in the Torah. One is in Parsha Pesach Sheni. In the story of Pesach Sheni from Parsha Baaloischa, where it says, that the people that had been Tomei at the first, in the second year when the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim and they brought the Korban Pesach, and some people were Tomei, so they then came to Moshe and Aaron and they said, Why should we be left out of the Korban Pesach? And that's when the laws of Pesach Sheni were introduced, that they could make it up on Yudalid Ear. So there too it says, they came before Moshe and before Aaron. So the same question, if Moshe doesn't know, how is Aaron going to know? So that's why the two answers are given. And uh, another time, in Parshish Makeshus Eitzim, in the story of the one that was collecting wood on Shabbos, which is a brought in Parshish Shlach, they brought him, when they, the people that had seen him do it, brought him to and presented him to Moshe and Aaron al-Kaleila and to the whole community, so there too. If they brought him to Moshe and he didn't know what to do, what, what happened there was they didn't know what his, uh, he was, they knew that he was going to be put to death, but they didn't know in what method, which one of the four different types of death uh, execution that the uh, court, the Jewish court has, so they brought him before Moshe and before Aaron and he asks the same question. So this is brought in Sifri in all three places. Now let's see how Rashi treats the question in each one of these three places. In Parsha Baloyscha is a Mefarish. In Parsha Baloyscha, in the story of the Pesach Sheni, he says, They came before Moshe and Aaron. So he explains the obvious question. Uh, why if Moshe doesn't know what's Aaron when they were both sitting in the base Medrash that's when they came and they asked they presented the question but you can't say that they asked Moshe and then they went to Aaron because if Moshe doesn't know it how would Aaron know it so this is what Rashi says so therefore we see that he, t- he accepts 
simply Kedas Abachanan, like the opinion of Abachanan, the second opinion from Sifri. Um, and he doesn't give the other opinion in the Imparsha Baalaisra. If El Moshe of El Aram Akola Eda Imparsha Shlach, in the story of the Makosha Shaitzim, the one collecting the wood where it says they brought him to Moshe and Aaron to all the people, uh, is Rashi Garnish Mefarish, but he doesn't address the issue at all. And in Unza Parsha, in this Parsha over here, bring the Beta Days. He brings both opinions of Hashem Omerim. In fact, he says, Rabbi Yeshua says this, and Abba says this. So here, he doesn't accept as a simple uh, truth, in other words, a simple approach to the Pasuk as he did in Parsha Baal that they were sitting in the base Medrash, and they asked them both at the same time. The reason that he makes, he says that he gives the names of the one that said it is because that also is significant. Why does he tell us who the people were? Rashi is going to The fact that so we have to understand why Rashi treats it differently in each one of the three places. So the fact that Rashi doesn't explain anything in Parsha Shlach we could explain simply as a philosopher that he realized that he said it only last said in Parsha Baal he explained why the Pasuk says it in that order because they were sitting together in the base Medrash so if you, you'll remember what I explained there I don't have to say it again but the fact that he brings both opinions in our parsha and again he emphasizes that he also gives us the names of the people that said it is in that we have to understand because from the fact that in Baaloischi he only gives the one explanation, which is they were both sitting together in Beis Medrash, is moving. From that we understand, as blows their pirush, that, it's, that Rashi considers only this explanation, the one that Rabbi Hanan said, is Masimim Pshudosh Mikra. He is, accepts that the Pshudosh Mikra um, dictates that this is the simplest explanation of the situation. When this is moving Bapashtos, and as can be understood simply because that if you have to reverse the order that the Pasuk says the Pasuk gives us the order Moshe, then Aaron, then the Nesim and we have to say no he, they really went to the Nesim first then they went to Aaron, then they went to Moshe so that is not, doesn't fit well with the simple understanding of the words because the, the, the way the Torah presents it it was Moshe, then Aaron, and then the Nesim and as Rabbi Yeshe emphasizes he says you have to reverse the order and apply a drasha which means a drasha means not something that is the obvious explanation of the Pasuk so therefore even Rabbi Yeshe acknowledges that this is not the simple meaning of the Pasuk and that you have to apply a drash in order to get to that explanation so that's why Rashi doesn't accept that explanation he goes with the other one which is much more simple and fits with the words of the Pasuk better but on the other hand but in our Parsha since he brings both opinions clearly he holds Rashi holds that in our Pasuk it does fit somehow with the Pshudosh Mikra the stira is noch starker the mit, and the the contradiction between what's happening in our parsha and what happened in parsha baloischa is even more emphasized. Was Rabbi Yoshi's pirush is a noruch magdim to pirush nabachanan that he brings Rabbi Yoshi's explanation, which is the one that you have to reverse the order of the pasuk. He brings it even before the one that he brought as the only parsh, uh, explanation in baloischa. So, as we know, Rashi, the first pshat, uh, uh, the first explanation that Rashi gives is always the primary one, the one that he considers to be closer to Pshudosh Mikra. So there, he doesn't even mention Rabbi Yeshua's opinion because he feels it's not Pshudosh Mikra. Here, he makes it into the first and therefore primary explanation. Nochmer, and even more. 
In Pashavala Ischa state nor Lufne Moshe Lufne Aaron. In Pashavala Ischa, it only says two names. They came before Moshe and before Aaron. So all you have to do is reverse the order of two names Moshe before Aaron or Aaron before Moshe. Mashenki Mepasha Seinav, when it comes to our Pasha, for state Lufne Moshe, Vilufne Elazar Akayan, Vilufne Anasim. Here there's three names included. Kum Toisa comes out. As the Sirius Hamikras ben is dry, that the reordering the pasuk has to be applied to three names. The Nesim, it's not a name of a person, but the name of a group of people. When Apple became ranked Rashi, then Pirushin Rabbi Yishei and still Rashi brings does give Rabbi Yishei's explanation of reorganizing the order, and he makes that into the first one. It would seem that we could explain it this way as the Shinus Vishen Pirushi Rashi that the change in the way Rashi explains it in Parsha Baloyschen in our Parsha is Fabunim Mitn Shini Aloshin in the Psukim is because there is a change of wording in the two Psukim. The way it's presented in Baloyschen and the way it's presented in our Parsha in the Pasuk itself. In Parsha Baloyschen state Nar Lufne Moshe Lufne Ar. There it only says they came to Moshe and Aaron. And the Rebbe Mistaber Mikra, and therefore it's logical according to the simple understanding of the words. So it could easily be explained that you know Moshe and Aaron were sitting together learning, and they came before Moshe and Aaron. It's a very simple, very you can picture it. Mashengim the parsha Seinu, is in our parsha with a pasuk is Moshev. It's not only Moshe, Aaron, and the Nesim, but also the entire community. Is the far Rashi donish mefarish pirushadishim veikris? Therefore, Rashi over here feels that he can't explain, at least not as the first explanation, as that they were sitting in the base of Medish, while Bapashtas in the Chayach, because if you try to picture it, it doesn't seem possible, as Kola Eidus was in the base of Medish, that the whole Jewish community was sitting in the base of Medish, where did they find such a big base of Medish? So therefore, it's difficult to say that they, the whole Kola Eida, everybody was sitting in the base of Medish. However, you can't really say this, this can't be the answer, vile because. Besides, for the fact, because this would leave a question: Why does Rashi not address this matter in Parsha Shlach, where he completely ignores the question? Because in Parsha Shlach, by the Mekoshish Eitzim, it also says Moshe Aaron and the entire community, and his answer which he gave in Parsha Baloyska was they were sitting in the base Medish, but now how are you going to say that, that Kol Eida was sitting in the base Medish doesn't work anymore so why doesn't Rashi explain it there so therefore you can't say anymore that he's relying on what he told you in Parsha Medish, where he explained it as that they were sitting in the base Medish. so that in itself is a question if that's an issue, so then it should have been an issue in Parsha Shlach too. So, when it, besides for that, is nice of Lazar, besides for this question, there's another question. Rashi himself said at the end of Parsha Kisisa, what was the order of the teaching that Moshe Rabbeinu taught those things which Hashem told him? So first was first was, sorry, he told it to Aaron and then he told it to the sons of Aaron and then everybody else came in. Maybe the Skanim and then everybody else came in. Came in. Nichnasu then everybody came in to listen to Moshe teach the new law. Which means that in the place where Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching the Yidin, Sainanarain Kolaam. Rashi said, they came in, the, the, all the people came in. Obviously, there was a place in which Moshe was teaching and everybody was present. So therefore, why does it become a question over here? It shouldn't be a question, therefore. How was everybody in the Beis Medish? 
it says in Rashi says that's how Moshe taught Torah to the people. Everybody came in. And the Tamboze, and the reason why it's not really a question is because when it says the whole nation and also there's two words which mean the same thing more or less it doesn't mean that every single one of the 600,000 plus uh, the children whatever came in to the lesson whoever wants to attend the shir he, the word went out is going to teach whoever showed up showed up it doesn't mean that everybody came and look at every shul. Not everybody sits down to the shir. And therefore, it's not really such a big question. Therefore, there's not such a big, a difficult thing to imagine that everybody that's mentioned in the Pasuk, which is Moshe, Elozad, and Asiyim, and Kola Eidas, and Because, of course, it doesn't mean that everybody, all 600,000 Jews were there. It means the people that hung around listening to Shurim, listening to Moshe teach. So whatever it was, we know that they were there because that was the order of teaching. So we know that this was common, that they all came, the people that wanted came to hear. So they happened to be there. And so when the Bnei Slavchot came, that's who was there. Noch more in Unze Pasuk is noch glatte zu einleiten as Vesamerisch In our Pasuk it's even more simple to explain that they were sitting in the Beis HaMedosh. Weil da steht doch der Loschen Kol HaEda, nicht Kol HaOma. But here it says Kol HaEda. uses the term Eda, not Kol HaOma, as he uses by Mekhaj Shetzen. Und Rashi hat schon früher mefarisch gewesen, kam up on me. Rashi already explained a number of times, as Kol HaEda ken euch meinen nor the Sanhedrin. That the word Eda sometimes in the Pasuk applies to the Sanhedrin, the high court. They are also addressed as Kola Eda, as it says by if they, uh, the Sanhedrin will make a mistake in their ruling, it says, Vim Kola Eda, if they were all sin inadvertently. And it says Kola Eda, but Rashi says it doesn't mean, and that's the Pshad, it doesn't mean every single Jew, it means the Sanhedrin made a mistake. So the Eda refers to the Sanhedrin. And therefore here it could also mean the same thing. They came before Moshe, Elazar, the Nesim, and the Sanhedrin. That's who was there. So therefore the question, we're back to the question. Why does Rashi not use the same explanation as he did in Baal Oishcha? By the Pesach Sheni, as Beis Hamedish, they were sitting in the Beis Hamedish, as Pirush Rishon Beikrid, as the first and primary explanation. And it doesn't mean there's no big question of how did everybody fit in. It was just the Sanhedrin or the group of people that came to learn. Gimel. Sisfaran Nochashin itzvishin dem pasuk beparshaseinu and the pasuk beparshabaloisra. There's another change which we can see in the pasuk in our parsha as different than that based on this change we could also explain why Rashi changes from the way he explains it in Baaloischa in Parsha, what's the change? in Parsha Baaloischa wird nicht angedeitet in Pasuk wo Moshe Ba'aren ist eine gewähnt over there it doesn't say where, where the location of Moshe Ba'aren were when the people that hadn't been able to bring the Korban Pesach where they met them. It doesn't say they were. The Ribe Ken Rashi Taichin. Therefore, Rashi could easily say, Shneim Yoshim Bebeis Hamedish, Bovashalom, they were both sitting and learning in the Beis Medish, and that's where they found them, and that's where they asked them the question. But in Unza Parsha, stayed the Fedish and Pasuk. In our Parsha, it does give the location where Moshe and Aaron were at the time, as Zanigabem Pesach Oil Moed, that they were at the entrance to the Oil Moed. Kem and Zodn, so therefore perhaps we can explain it based on that. As the Farvil That's why Rashi doesn't want to give the the first explanation, in other words, the primary explanation, which would make it the primary one, as that they were sitting in the Beis Hamedish, because the Pasuk says they were in the Oil Mayid. So the Rashi doesn't want to go away from what the Pasuk clearly states where they were. But even this answer doesn't either cover it because number one, the Pashtu Zayne Pesach Oil Moed and Beis Hamedish Beidegivem B'Makam Echad. 
it's assumed that the Beis HaMedrash and the Oyel Mayed were actually one and the same place. Pesach Oyel Mayed Vert Gemein Der Chatzar HaMishkan. What does the entrance to Oyel Mayed mean? It means the courtyard of the Mishkan. The, the Oyel Mayed was the, the Mishkan itself. The Pesach, the entrance way to the Oyel Mayed was that whole outdoor area within the cloying, within the uh, fencing around the courtyard of the Mishkan. And the Beis HaMedrash also was in that same courtyard. Leb Mizbeach. It was somewhere close to the Mizbeach. How do we know that? Rashi actually points this out at the beginning of Parsha Mishpatim. It says, Rashi says that the Sanhedrin, the high court, which means the center of learning, for the Jewish people was close by to the Mizbeach. Therefore, it's quite logical to say the entrance to the Oil Mayed was actually right by the Beis Medish. That's where it is. The Beis Medish was right there. That's number one. Number two, even if you want to say, I'm a Kenish Zognaz, Der Pasik, Zolmit, Pesach Oil Mayed, Mene Beis Medish. Even if you want to, for some reason, say that in this pasuk it doesn't mean Pesach El does not mean the Beis Hamidrash. For some reason, you want to insist that is time So first of all, that in itself means why? Why do you insist that it's not the Beis Hamidrash? For what reason are you insisting so? The Eid and another thing. Vos is the hechrech b'chlal if you pirzetz and mefarzan the Beis Hamidrash hayu the Beis Hamidrash hayu. According to this, if you're seeing it that way, that the, you're insisting that they were standing Pesach Oil Moir, and that somehow that is not a Beis Medrash, so why does Rashi even have to say that they were in the Beis Medrash? He doesn't even have to insist. Rashi doesn't have to insist that it was a Beis Medrash. Rashi He could have simply said they stood. And everybody was present, meaning Moshe, Aaron, the Nesim, and Kol Eida were all present. It doesn't matter where they were. You want to know where they were? Unvudas is given. If you want to know where that was, the pasuk actually tells you where that was. Pesach Oil Mayed, that it was at the entrance to the Oil Mayed. So you don't want to call that Beis Medrash? Fine, call it Pesach Oil Mayed. Why does Rashi have to say it was in Beis Medrash? He could have simply said they were all standing in the Pesach Oil Mayed. And that's where the Slavchot presented their question, everybody to everyone at the same time. Dalit. Vet Mafashtain Kolanal, so we'll understand all of this, Behektama Beer and Klodasadiuk, by first explaining the general uh, the uh, what he, what he's saying here, Im Moshe Loi Hayyadeya. What is meant by if Moshe doesn't know, etc., then how would they know? From Peter Rashi is Mashma. From the way Rashi says it, it seems as pshat loshna kosev is mechiach as the shaylo from the anoshim ashahoyuf and from nois lochet is gefregevorn far yederin from the nisholim bazunder. It seems the way the whole thing is presented, and that's what leaves the question that when the people were asking whether it was <coughs> the people with the pesach uh, sheni or the bnois lochet, it sounds like they were asking each one separately. First they asked this one, then they asked that one. And when they didn't get an answer, they asked the third person and so on. Aber in dem But there are two ways in which you can pose a question to a number of people. Bediber echad bavasachas, you can pose the same question to a whole bunch to a few people independently, but with one question. So you say Rabbi Moshe and Rabbi Aaron and Rabbi Nasi, Rabbi's Nasiim. I would like to ask a question, and then you present your question. You named each one, you identified each one separately. That you're asking the question to each one separately, but then you ask them all at the same time. And then there is Achaza. Another way would be you ask first one, and you don't get an answer. You ask the next one, and you don't get an answer. You ask the third one. And therefore, is no given. So, since Rashi already told us in in Parsha that it happened in this way that they were both sitting in the base of and that's where they asked them, is a mairich. 
he goes on to elaborate Nizvi and which is different. Usually Rashi tries to avoid elaborating. He speaks in short short terms. He doesn't elaborate where he doesn't need to elaborate. But here he does elaborate. And he, he says that they were not, yes, they were asked, they were all sitting together. And then he goes on to say, they were not asked one after the other. And you can't say that they were all sitting together and they first said, all right, let's, uh, could the Nasim please help us out on this matter? They didn't know, uh, maybe Rabbi Aaron could help us. And he didn't know they went to Ramesh. So Rashi says that's not how it happened. Because since the Pasuk puts it in the order of first Moshe, then Aaron, and so on, so therefore you can't say that they first asked Moshe. He didn't know the answer, so they went on to ask Aaron. That doesn't make sense, because if Moshe doesn't know, why are they asking Aaron? How is he going to know? So Rashi eliminates the possibility that they asked one after the other and therefore presents it in a way that they posed the question to all of them at once. And the same in our Pasha, as he says, he elaborates this point, he says the same thing. If Moshe doesn't know, how is Eloza going to know? So Rashi is trying to tell us that they couldn't have been asking Moshe and then Elazar, and because that doesn't make sense, and therefore they must have asked all of them at the same time. But each one was asked independently because the Pasuk says, Moshe, Aaron, Elazar, as will elaborate soon. The Yusayim is, it's not Moshe, Aaron, Elazar, it's Moshe and Elazar, or Moshe, Aaron. The Yusayim is doing even more. Rashi quotes from the Pasuk, Lifnei Moshe, this is in our Parsha. Is a Mamshik, he continues a Moshev, and then he goes on, and then they went to a Lozer. Afterwards, it mentions a Lozer. Why does Rashi say that? What he means to say is the myth is Rashi Oisin to Madgizan that he wants to emphasize as the word Vilifnei. That it said when it says in the pasuk lifnei Moshe lifnei Elazar he adds the word lifnei main pungvi is volstein in pasuk v'achkach lifnei Elazar that it's as if the pasuk was saying first they went to Moshe afterwards they went to Elazar and so on and this is all predicated on the fact that it says v'lifnei before each name v'yeshleim asbaros and to explain what this means then is in pasuk volgeshtan lifnei Moshe ba'aren if it would have said simply they came to Moshe and Aaron. And the same in our parsha before Moshe and Elazar, before Moshe, Elazar, and so on. It would be understood as the Shailiz, Then we would have said that they asked the question once. They put the question to Moshe as he was sitting with Aaron. They, so Moshe was there and Aaron was there, but not that they presented it to Moshe and then to Aaron. They happened to be sitting together. That's if it said, Lifnei Moshe v'Aaron. Dosken Oichesen, which would have also meant, as the Shaila is gefregevaren by Moshe, that the question was posed to Moshe. Who are you going to ask a question to if not Moshe? And the reason that it also Aaron's name also appears is because he happened to be there. So they stood before Moshe. Aaron was also there, and they asked their question. That's if it would have said Lifnei Moshe or But since the pasuk inserts the word Vilifnei. They stood before Moshe, and they stood before Aaron. And in our parsha, lifnei Elazar. Is das machriach? That's that means that forces Rashi to learn and to say as the shaila is gefregevarn bazunda by Aaron Elazar that the question was posed separately from Moshe, also to Aaron, or also to Elazar. It's not that they just happened to be sitting there. And that's why the Torah mentions them. When you say the word vilifnei, they stood before Moshe and they stood before Aaron. That means that Aaron was also consulted on this matter. And the same with Elazar. 
Since you can say that they asked their question one after the other, in other words, first to Moshe and then to Aaron, or first to Moshe, then to Loz, then to Nasim, because why would they ask anybody after Moshe if he doesn't know who else is going to know? Because that's the order that the Pasuk places it. Moshe, then Aaron. Or Moshe, then Elazar, then Nesim. Therefore, Rashi says that the only logical explanation is when they were both or all three sitting in the Beis HaMedish. Uh, that's when they came to Shalom and they, they presented their question. But in them, Eifen is the Shaila given to Aaron, Pungvitsa Moshe, Kitlakaman. Because in that case, if they're sitting in the Beis HaMedrash and they present the question while Moshe and Aaron are sitting there together, the question is equally posed to Aaron as to Moshe. At the same time, when they present their question, it's not as you would imagine, if Moshe is sitting there, that's who they're asking. No, if Moshe is sitting together with Aaron, they're asking both of them, as will now be explained, why that is, why he says that. Hey, Beis Medrash is an art because when you name it, when you call it Beis Medrash, what does that mean? That's a place from a learned Torah Tzizama where people are learning Torah in unison. People are learning with each other. There's chavrusas, there's people discussing, there is questions going back and forth, and so on. Medrash is not the place where you, where everybody comes and sits in the, the audience. And one rabbi is the Rav, or is the, 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 you know, they come to hear a speech. They come to hear a pilpul. But there's only one person speaking. Everybody else is listening. That's not a Beis Medrash. So says, Tagam is in Beis Medrash, is Faran. Rav, Rosh Yeshiva, which means, the Beis Medrash also has the Rosh Yeshiva. It has the, the head, the lead scholar, Okay, Yitzabaya, something similar. On a sign and door Talmidim, and there are students. On Swishin the Talmidim Gufas and Dochilukim Bimalosam, and amongst the students there are also the higher level students, the lower level students, higher grades, lower grades, uh, more advanced, less advanced. Afobikane, and even so there are differences in level in the hierarchy and rank. Afobikane is the Indu from Besamedish still. What is the meaning of a Besamedish? That's Allah Yesha Besamedish, that everybody is in, who is in that Besamedish, Sainasech Mishtatev in the Limut, are all part of the discussion. Everybody contributes, everybody asks, everybody answers. Heren the Shaila, Shaklavataya, Inir. They all, everybody hears the question, everybody contributes to the discussion. A Medrash means it's not just one person giving a speech, but everybody's contributing. And it doesn't matter, even people that are on a lower rank can ask a question or even give an answer. The Funazaych Muvan. So from this we can also understand, that when somebody comes before the Beis Medrash and presents a question, that's different than when somebody comes to the Bezdin and asks a question, or somebody comes to the Rav and he asks a question. At that time, it's inappropriate for anybody else other than the Rav or the Bezdin to, to give answers. He, the person that's being consulted is the Rav. And the Bezdin is totally different. When you ask a question in a bezdin or by a dayan or a, jo, a single dayan or a rav, even if the students are there, is moving. It's understood that the question is being posed only to the rav, to the bezdin. But if somebody comes into the base medish and poses a question. Is he given that nishsum rosh reisa beis hamedrash rosh yeshiva giyitzvah? It's not necessarily asked of the head of the yeshiva, the rosh yeshiva, and so on. Not so alu yeshiva beis hamedrash. We come in to to pose a question in the beis hamedrash. Whoever is there becomes part of the give and take. So he's an alim ayim ba'shaila. Everybody looks into the question. On yeder fuzek and zog nadaita bezen. Everybody can offer a an opinion. A suggestion. And that's what Rashi means when he says, That's why Rashi makes emphasizes they were sitting at the Beis Hamedrash and that's where they asked them. 
Das, was Aaron hat gehört, ist Scheile, ist das der Fahrer, was er seine Bede gewinnt und gelernt hat, zusammen bei Besam Medisch. The reason that Aaron was also sort of asked the question is because they were both sitting and learning Torah together in the Beis HaMadosh. Was the Rebbe, which, which, and for this reason, Hatman de Shaila gefragt in demselben Öfen Bazebede. The question was asked once, only once, to both of them equally. But that's why it's called, the question was posed to Moshe and the question was posed to Aaron. Because there is, this is a setting of a Beis HaMadosh. When you come in there, you're not asking only the head scholar. You ask the question to everybody. Everyone uh, gets to be part of the discussion. So therefore, Lifnei Ara makes sense even in the context of Abes HaMedrash, in the context of Abes HaMedrash, even though Moshe was sitting there. That's the reason also why Rashi, in our Parsha, in his second interpretation, where he says that it was in Beis HaMedrash, he changes from what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk gave a location, which was Pesach HaYilmoyed. Rashi changes it from Pesach HaYilmoyed to the Beis HaMedrash. They were sitting in the Beis HaMedrash. Why does he have to go away from what the Pasuk already said? The Pasuk gave a location. Why does Rashi change the location? Or rename the location? Because his, the point of his explanation is Ka'amar, as we just said, in Demos is any given by Beis Hamedish, the fact that they were in a Beis Hamedish setting, unishtin and prat as is any given zusammen. The issue, the point is not that they were together, the point is that they were together in a setting of a Beis Hamedish, and that's why when you pose a question, the question is posed to everyone Moshe, Aaron, the Nesim, and whoever is present. Everybody gets to be part of that having been asked the question. So by Rashi saying that they were sitting in a Beis HaMedesh, he explains what does it mean that they pose the question to everybody together, and yet it's called Lifnei Moshe, Lifnei Aaron, Lifnei Anasim. Why is each one named separately? With a Lifnei, as if the question was posed to them, and not to Moshe. The reason is because in a Beis HaMedesh, that's what happens. When you ask a question, everybody is asked a question. It's directed at everybody, and everybody actually can give an answer. So based on this explanation, now we can understand why in our passion, why Rashi doesn't accept this as the primary pirush, even though in Baal gives that as the only explanation. Rashi learned, because Rashi says, as mit Pesach Eil Moed is the Pesach Eisen, nicht as they anweisen dem Ort, wo es eine gewähnt, when the, the Pesach says, this question was posed, Pesach Eil Moed, at, at the entrance to the Eil Moed, the Pesach is not so much trying to, giving a, um, telling us where it happened, because L'mayin af Kemina, why is it important of what consequence is it, where it was, that it was Pesach Eil Moed or any other place, what's the difference? Nor, so the reason that the Pasuk says it, nor, das is metair be'ikir, vise seinen dorten gewem versammelt. The point that, it's, that the Pasuk is making is, what was the context of their being gathered? Why were all these people together? Moshe, Aaron, the Nesim, and so on. Pesach Eil Moed is dem ard, vu kola ede kleipzach zusammen, because at the entrance to the Eil Moed, that was the place which everybody knew that people get together, Nishtav Zen, Zetzen Zechlen, and Zuzamen. The Pesach HaMoyed wasn't the place where everybody sat down, let's have, you know, a base Medish and with a discussion going back and forth. That wasn't Pesach HaMoyed. Pesach HaMoyed was known for something else. Nor, if Tzeherem was Moshe Rabbeinu Vezizogun. The Pesach HaMoyed was the place where everybody gathered when Moshe had something to say. That's where they came to Pesach HaMoyed. So when the Pasuk says... They were gathered at Pesach Eilmoid. It means, it would ass- we assume that it means that they were all coming to listen to Moshe speak. Kumtui. So then it comes out as in unza pasuk is bepshutei nishderinu from Beis Hamedish because the Torah names it Pesach Eilmoid. It seems to be describing a context in which it wasn't a Beis Hamedish setting, but it was a place where Moshe was going to be holding forth teaching. Now Pesach Eilmoid Kanal Hoyu. 
that they were in a frame of mind or, or the context was that it was Pesach HaElmeid which means Moshe is going to be talking he's going to be teaching it's not a context of what do you have to say what do you have to say what do you think that's not what was going on so therefore but the Shutash Mikra because the Torah calls it Pesach HaElmeid does not lend itself to Beis Hayu. that's why Rashi doesn't like that as the first shot because the Pasuk doesn't seem to be saying that it was a Beis HaMedrash context if we want we could force a pshat anyway this pshat as Pesach HaElmeid that when the Pasuk say, says here Pesach HaElmeid is ein toichen al samokam hakola in its in, in its context of the gathering place but tzitzich blois of the letzte verte v'chola eida it's possible that the reason the Pasuk calls it Pesach HaElmeid which means it's the place where people come to listen, that's only referring to the last of the group, which is Kola'eda, the rest of the people. But when it, we're talking about Moshe, Aaron, and the Nesim, they were there in the context of a Beis Medish. That could be, you know, sort of, one could try to answer that. As he says it now inside, Moshe, Lazar, Nesim, B'Mesa Medish, when we talk about Moshe, Lazar, Nesim, they were in the context of a Beis Medish. And the Shailas B'nai Slofchad is given Gefrei Gevorim by Zei Alam and Tzuzat and the question being posed by the daughters of Slofchad was to all of them equally and that, you know, everybody should discuss it discuss it and tell us what's, what, to, uh, what the answer is As we said before questions which are posed in the Beis HaMedrash which are posed to everyone that's there But since at the same time Everybody else, the rest of the community, was also there at the Pesach Mayid in Amatzah Shalakol, and their being there was in a context of they came to hear what Moshe Rabbeinu has to say. So Heren was designed the Emperor Tainus Perhaps they came specifically for this reason. They came to hear. They heard about this question of Bnei Slavchot. They also have an interest to hear in what the answer is. So they all gathered to listen what's, what's going to happen they were not part of the discussion only Moshe, Lazar and the, and the Nesim were part of the discussion but that's why the Pasuk calls it Kol Eida Kol Eida only refers, uh, sorry, calls it Pesach Ha'il it refers only to the Kol Eida whereas Moshe and Lazar and they were in a context of Beis HaMedish the Pasuk but since it's very difficult to say that the Pasuk itself differentiates between the different characters that are mentioned in the Pasuk, as Moshe Lozar and Asim, that in regards to Moshe Lozar and Asim, and they were there sitting in Beis HaMedish. But when we talk about the rest of the people, they were there in the context of, context of gathering to hear the verdict. So since that's difficult to answer, therefore the Ribbe brings Rashi als dem Pirusharishim ve'ikri. That's why Rashi, his first and primary explanation is Tzaras Mikra. You have to re- reverse, reorganize the names. That the first question was, of course, to the Nesim when they didn't know it went up the chain to uh, to Elazar, and then when he didn't know it went up the chain to Moshe. As does was the Pasuk Zog, Lefnei Moshe, Lefnei Ar, Elazar Akayin, Lefnei Anasim, that the reason the Torah says, they asked, they posed the question before Moshe and before Elazar and before the Anasim, is because they were asked one after the other. Not like in a Besmedrish setting, as we said. Nor the Seder of Shailas is Faked with the Seder and Pasuk, but that the order in which they asked the question was not first to uh, Moshe and then to Elazar but to the opposite first to the Nesim and then to Elazar and then to Moshe and by the way I should mention the reason that the Torah reverses it is of course the explanation is because the Torah doesn't want to mention the Nesim before Elazar and Elazar before Moshe the order, the pecking order so to speak is you always mention Moshe first you always mention Elazar after and then you go to the Nesim but the order was the opposite that according to the explaining it in this way comes out that all the words in the Pasuk are meant in their literal sense in other words Lifnei means 
that they asked this one and then they asked the other one and then they asked the third one not that they asked them all in one question but that they addressed each one everybody was part of the discussion and the, the difficulty then is only but, uh, and also that the um, the Pesach Oil Mayed is meant literally that they were there to listen to Moshe speak uh, the Shvedic had his place, and the only difficulty that Rashi has with this explanation is those was the positive is the fact that the Torah reverses the order, which has a bit of an explanation, but still leaves somewhat of a difficulty, and that's why Rashi says, in order to explain that difficulty, there's another option, which is that they asked everybody equally as a base medish, but that has to be the second shot because it says so. So then, how are you going to explain that it was a base medish? Zion. Zion. And also, the Tam was Rashi's Maitik that say Perushim B'Shem Oimram. But this is also the reason why Rashi gives us the names of who were the two opinions that said these two answers, which are Rabbi Yoshi and Rabbi Chonon. So, Madhu Zion to emphasize that the Tzvei Day is Vitzu Taichin the Pasuk, that these two opinions about how to explain this Pasuk, whether we should say that you have to reverse the names, as in. In ein undem zolben pasuk zolzain devet nish nishtein alaseide, which is a difficulty because we know that there is a rule in the Torah that ein muktem amucha b'Torah. The Torah doesn't necessarily speak in chronological order, but usually it's reserved for different places in the Torah. But we try to avoid saying that when the pasuk speaks in the same narrative and gives things out of order, we try to avoid that, especially in the same pasuk that he says three names and it, it really was the reverse order that's a difficulty so one opinion is reverse the order so that everything falls into place better except for that point or you know you have to squeeze a different explanation because you don't want to go out of order you don't want to explain the Pasuk as being out of order there's, you know, there's two ways to look at it. Is nisht nor benigayitz dem pasuk? That this question is not only in this pasuk. This is a question that comes up otherwise. Now, thus is alishitase become a mekaymis. We have the same dis- disagreement in a number of different places. Fisher Rabbi Yosha and Abachanan between the same two opinions. Rabbi Yosha and Abachanan megifin become a mekaymis. We find in a number of places Rabbi Yosha is otsaras amikra. <coughs> where also Rabbi Yeshia says that you have to reorder the Pasuk on Shittas Abachanon is, but on the other hand, Abachanon says, as Mdafarangin and Adoichik in Pirushak that you may have to force a slightly different explanation of the words of the Pasuk, but not to have to resort to saying that the Pasuk is written out of order. Ches al pi now based on this whole explanation that menech vashte now we can understand. Favas Rashi bavorn is the zelbe shaila bepirusha bepashes makayshes. Why doesn't Rashi explain this same issue when he talks about it in the parsha makayshes? Over there he doesn't answer it at all. The reason is vibalda the kasha vashte in them vas idn hamzich givunden mit a shaila in alocha oich tsaaren. The question, the basis of the question is since the Yidin turned to Aaron on a question of halacha. That's what brings up the whole question, how did they ask Aaron a question after uh, after they already asked it of Moshe? If he doesn't know, how is Aaron going to know? Is thus in Pasha Mekeshish In the story of the Mekeshish, which is where Rashi doesn't explain it, over there it doesn't become a question altogether. That question doesn't come up. Why did they ask Aaron after Moshe? Why is it not a question? Rashi zokt. Rashi explains that what was the question there? The question that they came to ask was, which uh, which of the four different types of deaths should they use in, to execute this Mekoshish? But they knew the law they had been already taught that if somebody is Mechal Shabbos, which is what the Mechayshish did, then his uh, death, right? Mechal Lehem the one that violates Shabbos, will be built to death. But it doesn't say how. Does haste. Azeya bring in Em Tzumay Shabbat Mechal Le'edah is Be'ike Given 
so that they, when they brought this Mekoshish, the people that had found him doing it, when they brought him to Moshe and Aaron, it wasn't so much to ask the halacha, what should we, which death should he be uh, killed by? Rather, what they came to do really was, we found this guy violating Shabbos, here he is, deal with him. That's what they came to do. As the Tzibah Zol in the Meinish Misa, they brought him, this is what he did, the court, the, the people in charge have to deal, the community has a responsibility to do whatever they need to do to this person. Which uh, death penalty to give him? Uh, figure it out. That's what they were giving. They gave him over. Figure out what to do with him. That was the story. Therefore, in that context, it's not difficult anymore to understand why does it say they came before Moshe and Aaron and, and the whole community or the whole Besden perhaps. Because they weren't coming to ask the question, they were coming to hand them over. So who do you hand them over to? Moshe, Aaron, and the and the and the Besden, or Moshe, Aaron, and the community. That's what they came to do. So therefore, it's not such a question to begin with. Why is Aaron mentioned alongside Moshe when it comes to a question? It wasn't so much the question. The, the people that they aid this, the ones that found him doing it, it wasn't their problem, how do you kill him? It was, here he is, figure out what to do with him. And that's why it makes sense that Moshe and Aaron and the Chol are mentioned all in one context. Based on this, we can understand another thing which is similar to this. In the Pasha Mekalel, in the Pasha where they found, in Pasha Emmer, it talks about where somebody uttered a curse against Hashem. Shtetan Pasuk, it says over there in the Pasuk, by Yaviu Oisel Moshe, they brought him before Moshe. Nortsu Moshe Alein, over there it says they brought him before Moshe. Over there we have to understand the one that was found violating Shabbos and the one that uttered a curse against Hashem, which is seriously prohibited by pain of death. They both happened at the same time, in the same general time. Virashi Zogdart, as Rashi says over there, that it actually happened around the same time. Why then, when they brought the Makalil, the one that uttered the curse, they brought him only to Moshe? It says only to Moshe. By the Makalil, it says they brought him before Moshe and not in everybody. But now we can understand. Rashi Zogdartan. Rashi says over there, Yoidim b'misa. By the in the case of the Makoshes, they knew that he was deserving of death. but they hadn't been told what method of execution. By the Makal, it says another words in the Pasuk, Lifrish Lahem. They had to inquire, Hashem has to tell them what you know, what is his penalty? They didn't know that the penalty was death at all. Thus haste, in other words. By the Makalil is given an inyum for Nashailin Halacha. By the Makalil, it was a question of Allah. What do you do with such a guy? What is the law in regards to somebody that utters a curse against Hashem? Is, he, is it the death penalty? Is it not the death penalty? Is over there. It makes perfect sense. Who do you ask a shailun Allah? That's who you ask a question. That's why it says only they came to Mesha to find out what do you do? How do you, you know how do you deal with this guy? over there they knew the answer to the question. They knew that he has to be put to death. The Ribus what they were really doing was they knew that this guy has going to have to be executed so they brought him to the community here take over you know this is you have to deal with him so therefore they weren't coming to ask a question they were coming to hand him over so over there they hand him over it was not Moshe Rabbeinu that has to deal with all this there's a Bezdin there's a community there's Aaron there's other people that have to as a community deal with this issue Yud. 
to explain it in the from the inner dimension. The Tam Pnimi, Favos Rashi, bring the Pirushim Dafke by their Pasha from Pesach Sheni and Pasha B'nai Slavchot. The reason that Rashi brings up these explanations only in the case of Pesach Sheni and B'nai Slavchot and not by the Makaisha Sheitzim. Yeshleim, perhaps we can explain it this way. Val the Teichem from the Pirushim hot Shaychet to them even with the Pasha is an Egezagavon. What is underlying these explanations of Rashi is connected to how did these parshiyos come about? What was the what caused? What was the motivation for these parshiyos? The chiddush in the Tzvi parshiyos is what's unique about these two parshiyos is as is an inimshul gevoran milmaila durchataina b'kasha samata. Both of them were answers that came from above, new law. Both in the case of Pesach Sheni. Until then, no, nobody had been, though hadn't been yet communicated that there's going to be an idea of Pesach Sheni. Now came a new law. How did it come? Because the people that didn't get to ask to do the the first Pesach, Karm Pesach, asked the question and, and made a request. The same by Benoist Slavchot. There hadn't yet been a communication about the laws of inheritance. So the daughters, they said, what what happens now? You know, in this case. And therefore, because they asked, that's why Hashem gave this new law of how inheritance is going to happen. As I said, the Pesach Sheni came because the people that had been Tomei said, why should we be left out? And also through the request of the daughters of Tzlovchad, why should our father not get to have his inheritance of Eretz Yisrael stay in the family? Give us the inheritance, the land that he, that he got. Is Because of this, Hashem communicated the laws of inheritance. And this is the and this is also the connection between the two approaches whether you should re, uh, reorganize the order of the Pasuk or the approach that they were sitting in the Beisameret because of these, both of these emphasize the importance of learning Torah by the people down here just like the halachas that were given was as a result of the efforts of the people rather than having come from above. They came from above, but because of being stimulated by the question posed from below. Saras HaMikra. So what is Saras HaMikra? The Mikra vi erkumt mumayla, the Pasuk as it came down is Nishmuvan, we have to understand why Moshe comes first and then Aaron and then that that doesn't seem to make sense and because the person applies his understanding he tries to understand what the Pasig is saying is therefore he has to, he understands that you need to reorganize the Pasig it means to be said, needs to be understood in the reverse order and now it becomes revealed because the person applies his uh, intelligence, intellect to this question, so we understand, and it brings out that it's really meant to be understood in the reverse order. Same in the approach of in, they were sitting in a beis The study of Torah in the context of a beis emphasizes the milus adam the quality of people bringing their intelligence to the Torah, their discussion to the Torah. Hamata, the people below. Whereas when we talk about the gathering that takes place in which the one Moshe Rabbeinu teaches, talks, and communicates and tells them what's happening. Pesach they all gather at the, the uh, entrance to the Yomayid, Herin Devar Hashem Ali Yomayid, to hear what Hashem said through Moshe, Hakil Osam Shab Evishnas Hakil, or the gathering that the king would gather on the year of Hakil, Herin Devar Hashem Ali Yomayid, and to hear that the, the king read forth the words of Hashem, but there it only talks about, it emphasizes, it's all from top down. This is what Hashem said, 
Moshe Rabbeinu told them in the gathering when the king reads to the Hakel he says this is the word of Hashem nobody responds, nobody asks it comes from top down the people gathered listen and accept the words and because in a base medrash everybody gets to weigh in and discuss and we say it's said in the, that, that there is no such thing as a base medrash that doesn't come up with a new novel idea every time there's a discussion there's got to be something new that is added to the uh, rich um, the rich uh, collection of Torah through the chaveirim the friends the colleagues are discussing and uh, so on. Veren is chadish on There's always new things that come up. This is similar to the that in a certain sense teresh valpeh has a greater accomplishment than teresh v'ksav. Teresh v'ksav is v'teres mitzad l'mayla. The written Torah is this is how Hashem communicated it. On the prote amitzah and you. You can't understand from reading just the Torah what exactly Hashem requires. What is tzitzis? You know, he says to do tzitzis, doesn't explain what tzitzis are. And, uh, only through Torah in Torah that's where they, the, uh, the details are brought forth and revealed. By a person down here, the Tanoim, the Ameroim, analyzing the Psukim, trying to understand what exactly it is, and applying all the, diff- the 13 principles of, of uh, deriving things from the Torah, through this day, that's called Tereshavah through this they illuminate, they uncover, they unwind what is hidden in the Torah. And the fact that we, some, we sometimes say, that there are certain things that there is no real source in the Torah. It came out from things that they understood, and then they found a corresponding pasuk that somewhat supports it. But not that they could have said that it came forth from the Torah Shavikzav. It's a completely novel idea, which came from Torah Shavikzav, and then they found a corresponding pasuk which sort of sheds light on it as well. The point being that the Tereshavah Peh is something that is mitzadamata. it's what the, the human brings to the discussion and illuminates what is written in the Tereshavah Peh. Based on this, we'll also understand that the reason from the inner dimension was why Rashi only brings the over there, he only says, he only gives one reason. They're both sitting in base Medish and by Bnaislavchad bring their Baida Pirushim, whereas by here in our parsha he brings both explanations. On the Pirusha Ikri is Sarasamikra, and the main Pirush is you have to reverse the order of the Pasak. The Khilik from Sarasamikra on Yeshim Babesamedish is the difference between the Pshat that says you have to reorganize or whether they were sitting in the base Medish is Sarasam is is this. Sarasamikri is Madgish, the Seydavidar Inyan is Fashrib Mintaira. The reorganizing the, the Pasuk puts an emphasis on it. We're, we're focusing on what's written in the Torah, the order and so on of how it's written in the Torah. Mashenkin Bebeis when we give the answer that they were sitting at a Beis Medish, that is Madgish, that emphasizes the Limud Durvelchen, the Din Vertnis Chadish Mi this emphasizes more about how you come to that answer. How do you get to this, uh, to this halacha? Not how it's written, how it's recorded, but wh- what's the source of it? How did it come about? And so on. And therefore, in Pesach Sheni, when the discussion is Pesach Sheni, it was the time from where everybody agrees that it was because they asked why should we not have the opportunity to bring a Korban Pesach that's what initiated that Halacha of Pesach Sheni until they would have asked this question there wasn't yet such a plan, there was no Pesach Sheni so it was a completely new din this is when this new Pasha came about in other words that <clears throat> the whole thing is it, it's emphasized by talking about Yesim Beis where that's where Halacha comes that's where it springs forth 
it comes from the Beis HaMedosh. That's what the emphasis is. There are Dvul, Dinim Vernes the place where Dinim are, come forth from, as we said before. That's why in Parsha Valoischa, where it talks about Pesach Sheni, which everybody agrees was a completely new halacha, that's what happened. That's why Rashi tells us, Yeshim Beis HaMedosh. It came from this Beis HaMedosh context. Mashenkin in Parsha Ben when in our Parsha. Sokht Rashi, Rashi tells us, Nis Alma Halacha Mimenu. It wasn't a completely new thing that came about then. Moshe Rabbeinu had been taught the laws of inheritance, but he, he blanked on them. He didn't know the answer at the time. From Moshe, the Allah is Shein Gizog Givarant Moshe, which means the Allah was already told them earlier. So what did they bring out? What did the daughters of Tzlochad bring about? Rashi says, they merited the that it became recorded officially because of them, because they asked the question. But not that Hashem gave a new parsha, a new halacha because of that. He had already told Moshe Rabbeinu. But now it became ratified, it became written into the Torah. As Dorzei is the Allah which means that because of them, Hashem reiterated that which He had told them earlier. And that's when Moshe Rabbeinu recorded it. That's why the first pshat is the main pshat, Saras Amikra, as thus is Farshribim Givarin and Oifim, thus is Madish, the meaning of Nabaydas Amata, that it was recorded in such a way that. It, it emphasizes more that the, in the Pasuk we need a person to explain the words of the Pasuk. The Pasuk gives it to us, but then you still need the person to explain the Pasuk. And that's what is being said here as the main shot. But there is also, Rashi says that it was something that had already been told earlier, but there's another opinion which says that the whole Parsha of inheritance was said only now. It came up now only, it hadn't been told earlier. Bring the Nach Rashi, that's why Rashi also allows for that opinion. Therefore, he also brings the Pshat of Beis Medish to bring out that there is a, an opinion that says there was a completely new halacha that was revealed through. That just like the uh, the question and the demand and so on that the Bnei Slavchad posed, give us an inheritance in the land of Israel. Brought about, brought down from above the halachas of inheritance. And the main thing is. Of course, that how to do it, that it should be done in the sinus nachlin as Israel, that they were given a portion in as Israel, but piles of an they were actually given land that what their father would have had inherited. So this should also be in our day and age. Now that we are at the very end of the time of Golos, at the that this request that the Yidden keep keep asking Hashem pleading with Hashem that you should bring forth your servant meaning Mashiach quickly that I should see as we return to Itzion so these demands just like the demands of B'nai Slavchar and the people of the Pesach Shenis should bring down the Geula Mitzvah Vashlema, should bring up, uh, forth the Geula Mitzvah Vashlema, Mashiach Sidkena, was demel vel, that yeder id, haben bebirir ubegoli. Then every yid will have clear and revealed Zain Nachla in Eretz Yisro, his own piece of land, his own inheritance in Eretz in the Holy Land. By, as the Gemara says, Hashem will divide it and distribute it himself. It should happen. It should happen speedily in our days.